Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Now, from Happy Valley, here's your host, Brian Tripp. Welcome into another episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. If you like what you hear so far, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We also remind you to check out some of our previous episodes with Steve Jones, the voice of the Nittany Lions, Erica Dombach, head coach of the Penn State women's soccer team. This time we're joined by Charmel Green, the senior associate athletic director at Penn State, senior women's administrator, student athlete, performance, health and welfare. Charmel, it is great to be with you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Brian. Can you believe you've been at Penn State almost a decade now? I, it's gone by so fast, but they always say if you're having fun, it, the time is going to move by fast. What do you like about your job? I love everything about it. I love the, the teammates that we have. I love our institution and what we're all about, our values. Uh, I love how hardworking our student athletes are, and I just like seeing them achieve their goals and their aspirations. And you can probably relate that back to your playing days. You started, you were a softball player and you were at Utah and then you were a coach. Can you just take us back through your career progression, how you got to this point? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Many years ago, I was fortunate to receive a full scholarship to play softball and get a great education at the University of Utah. Played there for four years from 1987 to 91 and was fortunate to have a great career and was a two-time All-American and uh, played in the College World Series my senior year. Went on to play uh, over in New Zealand, uh, had a great experience there, lived in New Zealand for two years, returned to the States and work in the uh, corporate world for a few years and then found my way into coaching. I coached uh, for a short stint at my alma mater, the University of Utah, went on to coach at Colorado State, Syracuse University, and the University of Notre Dame. When you were playing softball, anyone who follows softball today, I know you've shared this story with me before, the rule is when you get to the eighth inning or extra innings, they start with a runner on base. You were a part of a game correct? That was a genesis for the institution of that rule. That You're correct, um, Brian. That is true. And in my senior year, we were uh, vying for the conference championship. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went into the double elimination championship at Creighton. In the first game, Creighton beat us in 31 innings. And so we had to turn around, play the second game around 2.30 in the morning because it, we had to solidify the, the conference champion mm-hmm. for the selection show that was to take place the next day. So we started the second game, went into extra innings, and that's when the NCAA uh, determined that we needed to institute the runner on second uh, rule to try to speed up the game. Nonetheless, it went on for another 25 innings. Oh. Utah won, we won. And in that year, we went on uh, to beat Texas A&M in the regional play and then went on to the College World Series. Was the sun rising when the game stopped? The sun was rising, the birds were chirping, and many of our fans had left <laughs> the stadium. Uh, it was quite a whirlwind and uh, an experience that I would, I would never f- 
forget uh, the bonding opportunity with with my teammates, the sheer will to to win and be crowned conference champions was just an, an unbelievable experience. In all of your time now as a coach, as an administrator, and then dating back to, to your time as a student athlete, have you ever experienced anything quite like that since? Nothing like that, but it's, it's interesting how um, I really draw upon that experience to get me through some adverse times, you know, in, throughout my career. Um, that was, you know, experience where you had to just dig deep, give everything you had to, to be successful. And so those experiences were really critical to my ability to achieve success in my career, in my personal life. Um, and throughout my years in, in growth and maturity in the college business. What's drawn you to college athletics back in as a coach and then the transition to being an administrator? You know, it's, it's the opportunity to give back. Uh, for me, I really am grateful and appreciative of the experience I had at the University of Utah, the experience I had as a coach, um, the ability to impact and inspire young people to strive for excellence and greatness. Um, to bring out the best in them. Um, and then now as an administrator, the collegiate uh, opportunity to is, is one that I am incredibly grateful for. For fans out there, they hear your title. Can you explain and just give fans an idea of what you do? Because you hear that title, you have an idea, but maybe people don't really know everything that you have your fingerprints on. Yeah, when we talk about student-athlete performance, health, and welfare, it comprises of all those areas that are involved in the day-to-day health and well-being of our student athletes. Mm -hmm. That would be sports medicine, requires that I work closely with our service provider, Penn State Health, and our athletic training, training services, applied health and performance science, performance nutrition, performance psychology, student athlete welfare and development. As a former athlete, I'm sure you're more in tune to speak to this than a lot of people. I can't imagine dating back 30 years what has changed, but what has changed even over the last decade as more and more resources get invested into that type of, that aspect of college athletics. Yes, and I think it's deservingly so. I mean, the pressures to excel at the highest levels, not only on the the field of play, but in the classroom. Uh, You know, I think our our student-athletes deserve to have all the resources in the world that's going to help them aspire to be great um, and to achieve their goals. And so I'm really appreciative of the support that Penn State puts into these areas of health and wellness that can um, help our students grow and learn, um, not only for the the opportunities that will be presented here uh, at Penn State, but beyond Penn State. Um, We're in the business of providing our student athletes with great opportunity to prepare them for a lifetime of impact. It, it, it requires resources. It requires experts working together to help our students be the very best that they can. When you look at sports performance and all of the technological advances being made right now, what type of initiatives has Penn State undertaken to make sure that the student athletes, can you just give some examples of some of the things that are happening here that are a revelation almost in college athletics? Penn State's at the forefront of a lot of these initiatives. You know, I think about the work that we're doing in concussion research mm-hmm. uh, in partnership with our university research, uh, with Penn State Health and our sports medicine, it, along with partnership with the NCA and the Department of Defense and the Derek Sheely Foundation, this is research that's that's cutting edge. 
that's going to give us a lot of information on how we how we provide um, care to our student athletes, um, the type of equipment that we use. Um, so it's going to allow us to be leaders, help us to inform decisions around the the health and the care that we that we provide to our student athletes. And the word that you mentioned that really catches my attention is the collaboration. This doesn't work if you just have psychology doing their thing. You just have athletic training doing their thing. This is a group effort, and that is how you ensure the student-athlete has the ability to perform at their peak. Yeah, well said, um, Brian. That That is most important. Um, if we are going to deliver on our promise to providing the best care for our student-athletes, we have to be committed to working closely together. If we're working in silos, then it doesn't give us the all the information we need to uh, ensure that we are um, efficient in the, the care that we provide, that we are um, providing the right care. So we've got to ask questions. We've got to work closely together. And, and that's what I'm most proud about, about our team. That's exactly what they do. Um, before they decide on what level of care they, they need to provide to each student who may be undergoing uh, an injury or recovering from injury, they work together and they ask those qu- they ask questions and and they involve each other so that we're not missing a beat in the the level of care and the type of care that we provide. How does your leadership then impact that collaboration and those teams working together? What do you at least hope those working under you get out of it? Yeah, I I hope that I'm able to inspire and challenge them to always think about what could we be doing better. Mm -hmm. And there's always room for growth. And I, while I'm not a, uh, I don't have a medical background, um, I have experts with many years of experience that are at the table talking about what we should be doing or how we should be delivering care. Uh, what I'm there to do is to be a leader that is helping them to be innovative, be you know creative in their methods of in their approach to care, and to always be out there learning and seeking guidance from from others who who may provide some input that we haven't thought about. Where do you feel like the most growth has occurred here at Penn State over the last five years? You know, I would say that you know Sandy in her. Uh, you know, when she talks about the why, mm-hmm. um, the, the areas of health and, and wellness is, is the primary focus for her. So it has allowed us to grow, um, to provide life skills development that we uh, haven't provided uh, in the previous years in terms of career development and leadership development that are going to serve our students well for many years to come. Uh, we didn't have an applied health performance science unit, uh, an area that is using data and technology to inform decisions so that we are making the right decisions. And so we've added areas that are important to uh, helping us be the very best that we can um, when we think about providing resources uh, to our student athletes and helping them have a tremendous experience here at Penn State. How have teams embraced getting that additional resource and that help? You know, our, our student athletes and coaches have embraced having access to new resources um, because they understand the importance of it. Mm-hmm. I think what my team has done, the sport performance team has done, is that they have been tremendous educators in providing information to our coaches that help them understand why these areas are so important 
to development and care of our student athletes, such as nutrition, such as sleep, um, and da- using data to inform decisions. And so when our coaches embrace it, our student athletes embrace it. Mm-hmm. And then when we have those success stories, um, such as we, we've had tremendous success stories, um, when we see our coaches making change uh, changes with in terms of their approach to uh, training as a result of information that the sport performance team has provided them, then that's a win situation, right? That means that we're really taking these areas seriously and we're engaging at a level that uh, or that's allowing us to make better, more informed decisions. And the unique thing about Penn State is that it applies to 31 sports. So Sure, football is going to have some different needs than, per se, field hockey, but because of all the resources, it does apply to all the sports. Absolutely, and and we also think about the unique needs of, of each sport, so we don't treat every sport the same. We have to, uh, our sport performance leaders are, you know, out there working to understand what those unique needs are and then figuring out how to look, deliver um, the resources that will help them uh, you know, address those needs. Our students are growing, they're maturing, and they have unique needs, not just for the sport. It's not just about the sport, but it's about the individual student athlete and their needs to ensure that we are uh, delivering on the, the, the resources and the promises that we've made to them. And then coaches probably use this differently and all the tools and resources available to them. I'm sure two coaches you work with, Russ Rose for women's volleyball is a lot different than Amanda Lahotek in softball. Yes. When you're involved in the health and well-being of a, a lot of youngsters, it's complex, right? And, and when we figure out ways in which we can um, provide great care and meet the unique needs of each student athlete educate our coaches and they get engaged at a a much higher level than they've ever been before. And so it's it's fun to watch all of that evolve, especially from my seat as the administrator overseeing student athlete performance, health and welfare. When I see everyone working together to uh, provide resources that are going to impact the experience and help our students be better, help our teams be better. When I see the results of that, I just smile and, and you know say to myself, I'm, I'm just, I couldn't imagine being in, in any other seat. And I'm sure it makes you that much more proud or excited because you're not someone who's just going to sit in an office all day. You get out and have an opportunity to meet and know the student athletes and that relationship part of it's a really important part of your job too. Absolutely. I mean, that connection to the student athletes and understanding what they've, you know, what they came to Penn State to do the goals that they have, and helping them carve out that path, helping educate them on the resources, Mm -hmm. educate their parents on the resources, helping them navigate uh, this this journey is is, uh, is incredibly gratifying. When I see uh, students come back, you know, they always embrace me with, with, huge hugs. Um, You're a hugger, aren't you? Yes, I am. (laughs) And followed by thank yous over and over and over um, because they're utilizing the skills that they learned here at Penn State. And, you know, often 
you know, you find that students along their journey while they're here, they may not understand how that's going to, how the resources are going to impact them for years to come. And then they start to learn about the Leadership Institute, how that prepared them for the interviews and how that helped them, you know, get the jobs that they, that they're, they're in, or, you know, the, um, you know, working with our, uh, performance applied health and performance scientists and our nutritionists that help them create healthy habits. Um, you know, it's, it's fun to hear them articulate how they continue to embrace what they've learned here at Penn State uh, in, in their own lives. And as they have families and start to have children, how they are imparting those same sorts of, uh, that same type of knowledge onto their children and onto their families. It's just, it's so rewarding. The Athletic Directors Institute, that's something that's relatively new, but I know some a lot of athletes have taken advantage of it. Can you, can you describe what that is for fans out there? Yeah, you know, I have to give all the kudos to Assistant Athletic Director Keith Embray. He has embraced uh, overseeing student-athlete welfare and development. Um, he has embraced that, you know, that role um, and has done some, uh, you know, unbelievable, the Athletic Directors Institute, the Positive Transition Seminars, working with our Student Athlete Advisory Board. But in terms of the Athletic Directors Leadership Institute, uh, Keith has brought some of our university's great leaders um, and has involved them as advisors. And these are individuals that our student athletes are learning from learning how to represent themselves, their their sport, and our institution in environments that they're not used to. Mm-hmm. Learning how to have the confidence to articulate their skill sets and to share how what they've learned in sport is so trans transferable to the real world, the work world, um, you know, it, and learning how to uh, utilize each other in developing who they are, developing their brand and what they stand for. There are so many things we could talk about and we could dive into each of these categories and perhaps we will in the future. But another aspect of this and your title that I wanted to get into, you're the senior women's administrator at Penn State. Penn State, from the very beginning, was at the forefront of women's college athletics. So to have that title and that role and carry on a legacy, what's that like? Walking into Penn State uh, years ago, I knew that I had uh, big shoes to fill. Penn State has been always been known to have legacy women who have paved the way to provide resources and support for uh, our women's teams. Sue Sheets, Ellen Perry, Marty Adams are, are, are just a few of many who have dug in and who have communicated and sh- and shared uh, their experiences and and why we should be leaders in terms of opportunities for women. I want to continue to impress upon um, our leaders the importance of providing continued resources and support for our teams so that they they can, can our women can continue to thrive and excel at the highest levels. Is there a sense of self-pride if you sit back and look at it? Sandy Barber, a female athletic director, Lynn Holleran, yourself, all right near the top, an athletic department like Penn State. Do you, do you sit back and look at that and have some self-pride? I'm so proud of Penn State and where we've come. And I couldn't be more proud of uh, Sandy Barber. And it's, it is truly an honor to work with Lynn Holleran and Sandy 
and other members, uh, women members of our management team and our administration team who have taught me so much about the importance of having women in decision-making roles. When we're around the table talking about uh, what our students students need to excel, it's, it's a very inclusive uh, environment and the conversations are always about all of our student athletes and not necessarily about women, about men, but what are we gonna do for all of our students, student athletes that are going to help them be the best that they can be. And we recently heard Coach Franklin say on the HBO show that he wants to be the first black football coach to win a national championship. Diversity as well at Penn State, and this is something you can relate to, obviously, is also something that's been really embraced. Being a woman of color uh, and someone who I got my undergraduate degree at the University of Utah, where for much of the time at Utah, I was only black female student athlete on campus. And while that was challenging at times, I really find that experience to be uh, integral to who I am today and what I stand for. So when we hear Coach Franklin talk about being the first black uh, football coach to win a national championship, that I, I understand that and I understand the importance of that. Um, but but what I'm so proud of him and what, how he has inspired me is that he has been a tremendous leader. He has been someone who has been a great role model for our student athletes, for our black men. Um, and I too would like to be a great mo role model for our student athletes and our black women uh, student athletes. It's been in an environment where we can embrace who we are um, and be supported in our desire to inspire and uh, be great role models for the students who are looking up to us who someday want to be in our shoes. Charmel, this was a true joy for me, and I hope the fans listening at home uh, enjoyed this as well. Thank you so, so much for your time. Thank you so much, Brian. Charmel Green with us here, our guest on Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Once again, if you like what you hear on the podcast, we ask that you subscribe today and also check out Unrivaled, the official podcast of Penn State football. We'll talk to you next time on Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics.